the Stress Podcast. Frankenwolf Studios. I am 4KJ. Welcome back. It's been two weeks, two long weeks. I know um, we didn't do one last week. I was I was on vacation, man. What you want me to do? I'm sorry. I tried to do everything I could to, you know, get things done, but I tried. All right? That's all you going. That's all you need to know. I fucking tried. That's about it. Okay? I was in Atlanta, man. You know, vacation shit, family birthdays and all that type of shit. You know, it was cool. Atlanta's dope, man. Atlanta's dope. You know, once in a while, you just need to get away. Go see anybody outside of your home state. Get some clarity, man. But, you know, Atlanta's like a second home to me. Got family all over there. Shout out to Atlanta. I just have, you know what? Atlanta has so many positives. You know, the, the food is fantastic. You know, just the environment is cool. You know, everything is, you know, everything is nice. It's cool, calm. It's just a, it's such a change of pace from being up here, up north in Jersey, and but you know, the fucking traffic is a problem. Let's just let's just get that out the way. The fucking traffic is a problem. It's bad enough. Everything is thirty minutes away from where you want to go. Except Magic City. Except well, except Magic. No, I think for I think where my parents are, that might be like forty five minutes or something like that. But even that, even that, if you you have to leave at a certain time, right? Because Atlanta, I love y'all, but y'all can't drive for shit for for nothing. I was down there for like a week or so like that. I had to see about 20 accidents. I had to. Everywhere we went, there was an accident. And if you left a little later, like if you left like during rush hour, wherever you wanted to go, it's going to take you an hour to get there. That makes no fucking sense. What are y'all doing, Atlanta? Y'all don't have to deal with snow. Y'all barely get rain. Y'all have no real environmental problems. It's nice. The weather's beautiful. Why the fuck y'all can't drive? I don't get it. I love y'all to death. Shout out to Atlanta, man. Everybody. You know, I went to a, um, a hood spot over there off of Old National. I knew it was hood because I could go get gold teeth right next to the seafood spot. Fire, too. The food was fire. You know what I'm saying? And that's how I knew. Because sometimes, you know, I, I, my theory is this. The more dangerous the area is, the higher chance the food will be fantastic. Just because, you know, the element of danger, like, we walked in there and I really felt like the cashier might pull a gun on me if I got too wild. So I'm just like, all right, well, you know what? I'm going just going to cool the fuck out, get my food. And it was and it was great. So shout out to uh, Old National. Shout out to Gobby Road. Shout out to Decatur. College Park, East Point, shout out to West End, shout out to Atlanta, man, y'all are dope, because y'all probably sitting in traffic right now listening to this, so shout out to y'all, I love y'all, but we back, um, it's been what feels like 40 years, it's been a lot going on, as usual, okay, uh, pause for the cause, right now, my Giants are playing, right, I don't know what's going to happen, I understand they record, once again, Thank you for listening. Thank you for all your slander. Fuck y'all though, okay? I just want to say that first and foremost. I understand where we are right now. I get it. I don't care. Get your jokes off. Fuck y'all though, okay? I don't know what's going to happen tonight. Hopefully we can squeeze out a win. I don't know. But anyway, it's been a lot going for... And going back, even back, even before that, what feels like a millennia ago... Rest in peace to everyone who lost their life in Las Vegas. And it's so crazy that we've had so much happen since then that we have kind of forgotten about this entire 
story of this madman in Vegas down there with a rifle picking people off. And, you know, it stayed in the news for a couple days or so, you know, but they did, but you know, the media did the usual spin whenever the guy is white, you know, they say he has, he's a lone wolf, he has mental issues, and, you know, he, he was, um, he was troubled. How the fuck was he troubled? He was able to get over, what, 10 firearms he had in his hotel room? Something like that? He can't be that fucking troubled if he got that many guns. He has to be at least, uh, some, he has to be competent on some level to have that many guns and to fire them as much as he could. This was premeditated. But, you know, the media is the media, man. And I kind of feel like, and you know what? That's kind of that's probably why it kind of got swept in the rug in the news cycle. Because the more they talked about it, the more they would have to call him a terrorist and call him for what he is instead of saying, oh, well, he was troubled. And, you know, they try to bring his uh, his wife into it and say, oh, well, you know, he was taking pills and he would wake up in the middle of the night screaming. And I just don't know what's wrong with him. Like, come the fuck on, man. Come the fuck on. And then with all of this... Our beloved Congress, once again, does nothing. You know, they do the whole spin of, well, you know, it's it's not the right time to talk about gun control. So when the fuck are we going to talk about it, beloved? And you know what's crazy? Once, once they got away with killing a bunch of kids in Sandy Hook, I said, oh, it's, it's, it's ball game now. Anything is going to happen now. You kill a bunch of kids and that doesn't activate you enough to call for some type of gun control in America. Right. Right. So, I don't know. Shout out to Congress because y'all don't do shit. Y'all don't do a goddamn thing. But, you know, shout out to y'all. For some reason, we still pay y'all. And y'all do nothing. Y'all just came back from vacation. Y'all still ain't got shit done. But, you know, that's Congress. And... We're going to double back. I have a problem with flights, right? It's come to my attention that there's four major airlines that's controlling the entire industry. I think it's Delta, United, and I can't forget the other two right now. Google them, but there's four, right? And and because there's four companies, four airline companies that's monopolizing the airline industry, this is why you got all these dumbass baggage fees. You know these motherfuckers that try to charge me $25 for a bag that could go on the overhead bin? Flights are so fuck. Yo, everything is a scam, right? Hashtag that. Everything is a scam. Put that shit on a t-shirt. I want my money. But anyway, everything is a scam, yo. They charge you for the over. They charge you for the baggage fees. Then you get on the flight, and they give you these punk ass pretzels. The pretzels be fire, by the way. I'm not even going front. The pretzels be good as hell, good snacks. But if you want the good shit, you gotta pay for it. Even if you want to watch TV on the flight, they want you to pay for the forty dollars to watch a t- to watch a movie for two hours. So you're charging me for you're charging me for the baggage fees. You're charging me if I want extra drinks and extra snacks then you're charging me if i want to watch a movie to pass the time on this expensive ass flight i might as well drive what are y'all doing what are y'all doing shit is still fucked up i don't know if y'all have been paying attention or not shit is still fucked up nfl specifically the nfl is in a very peculiar position lately because they've been in the headlines for the past what two months three months 
for everything except football. It's not because who's the best player is or who had the most touchdowns or whatever. Anything that would make sense in the in the traditional football way. It's all about who's protesting, who's not protesting. Is the commissioner going to find people for protesting? What are the owners doing? How do how does the media feel? And with all of that, Jamel Hill from ESPN the six gets suspended for two weeks. Now if you don't know who Jamel Hill is, she is a black woman who has a show with the good brother Michael Smith. You know, it's a good show. It's very funny. You know, they're very, very authentic to who they are. And, you know, she called out the president, y'all president, on Twitter a couple of weeks ago and called him, you know, I don't remember what she called him, but she, she called him something, right? So, yeah, scallywag. It was something scandalous. You know, she flamed him low-key. You know what I mean? She People. Called, she called him a cunt. She called him a cut. <laughs> she called him a cut. She probably did call him a cut. That 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 makes the most sense in the world. But recently, you know, they were. She was on Twitter talking to her followers, and people were asking her about how what they can do to to protest because a lot of her because there was a discussion of about what Jerry Jones, the Cowboys owner, said about his players. Now, pause. Last time I was on this microphone, I called Jerry Jones a white supremacist. I reaffirm that statement. He's a fucking white supremacist. Now, I say that because he told his players that if anybody sits or kneels, they're going to be benched or off the team. I don't know what that sounds like to y'all, but I know what that sounds like to me. So, Jamel Hill was on her personal Twitter. This is not, you know, tied to ESPN. It's not tied to any type of affiliate of her job and her followers were asking her well what can we do to boycott you know jerry jones because what he's doing is wrong or whatever whatever so she politely said you know if you want to boycott jerry jones you need to hit his advertisers hit the people who put money in his pockets that's the only way he will you know change his tune now what he's saying what she said isn't wrong by any means because that's what happened to bill o'reilly that's what forced uh Fox and the Murdoch uh, family to get him out the paint because viewers were hitting the advertisers. So what she's saying isn't wrong, but because our president, correct that, the president, a president, somebody's president said, well, you know, if, if Jamel Hill wasn't on there or wasn't on ESPN, their ratings wouldn't, wouldn't be so bad. And because of that, coincidentally, air quotes, Jamel Hill is suspended for two weeks. Now, I don't feel like the suspension was the suspension wasn't warranted there was no need to be suspended i mean it's her personal twitter account she could say whatever the fuck she wants on her personal twitter account she didn't involve espn in any form or fashion she didn't say anything to put her job or him her employer in a bad light but ESPN being the pussies that they are suspended her anyway so now she's suspended for two weeks she's currently still suspended and you know they ESPN put out a statement saying oh it wasn't because of the president's actions it was just it coincided it was just it was purely coincidental sure whatever you say whatever you say nobody believes you beloved nobody believes you there was no reason for y'all to suspend her when she didn't say anything to attack the president or the shit on y'all which I suspended her anyway for what for what and you know that's that's what that set twitter ablaze and it became a very it became very different conversations after that it became you know on one side it was just about policing free speech and then in our community it became an issue of protecting 
are black women. And from there, in our community, it was a very mixed response because a lot of people were saying, well, you know, a lot of people were defending Jamel Hill. The majority were. And there were a small, a decent percentage of people saying, nah, fuck that because Jamel Hill doesn't support black men and she doesn't uh, care about how we feel and she was a part of the feminist agenda movement and all those other... Hold on. I don't give a fuck about any of that. Jamel Hill is a black woman who was wrongfully suspended for for voicing her opinion on her own platform. You throwing your own biases onto a situation that has nothing to do with that is fucking retarded. There's no reason to do any of that. The point of the matter is Jamel Hill was suspended for not doing anything wrong because what she said ruffled too many feathers. It has nothing to do with her personal beliefs or whatever. And it's just like, we gotta, and that's like a problem for some reason in our community that we just can't support each other in times of need. Now, if you have a problem with her for whatever she said within our community, then deal with that shit in our community. The bigger issue is her being suspended for exercising her free speech. That's the bigger issue. Anything besides that is minute because the president forced a corporation to suspend one of their employees because he didn't like what she said. That's the basis of it. Everything else is irrelevant. And we have to get to a place. I just want us to get to a place to where we can just deal with the issues at hand and not throw our own biases on these issues to make it something that is not. And we do that more often than not. And I don't understand it. No, I do understand it. It's fucking stupid. That's why I don't understand it. But what can you do? What can you do? I just want us to get to a place where where these things aren't such a... They don't become so divisive when we're dealing with one specific issue. If we're dealing with, okay, well, why was she suspended? There's no reason for us to talk about, okay, well, well, she said this back in the day. And she said that. What, What are we doing? What are we doing? We're dealing with this issue right here. But everyone has their own. But, you know, that's the age of social media. Everyone has their own, has, everyone has a voice that those they, they throw their own thing on there and they have the ability to shift a conversation into something that feeds their own narrative and takes it away from the important issue at hand. You know, and we got we and then on a on a very, very real level, if we want to take it there, us supporting our black women should be first and foremost, if you want to take it there. Like, period. If you want to go to that level and be like, oh, well, you know, she did this and she did that. So fucking what? So fucking what? The establishment is attacking this woman for speaking her mind and you worried about some bullshit that could be handled at a later date. Deal with what's going on right now. And anything between us and our community, I mean, can be dealt with. But, you know, people can't see past their own bias. You know, they want you, they want you to feel good about or, f- or feel strongly about how they feel no matter what the person is doing, you know, and I, and I've seen that um, in full force with this BET cipher. Now, I don't watch the BET awards. I always catch the, the snippets. I catch the, sni- the ciphers, you know, after they air. But Eminem had a freestyle on the BET awards cipher, you know, doing his Eminem shit. And I feel a lot of different ways about this. Now, as a purely hip hop fan, the freestyle was whack. The rapping, let me be clear. The rap, I didn't like the rapping, okay? I fuck with Eminem. Marshall Mathers LP is a classic album. Eminem is one of the goats. I'll explain why in a little bit. But right now, that freestyle, that rapping, his ability to rap, 
how he flowed, how he put those words together. Not the actual words themselves, but how he put the words together was fucking garbage. You were one of the greatest rappers that I've seen in my lifetime. Why the fuck would you rap like that? Especially with a message that's so relevant, that's so needed for right now. Now, I appreciate the message. Like, white America needs to see that because you are Eminem, regardless. For better or for worse, you are Eminem. A lot of white people look to you as their guy in rap. That's who they identify with. If they don't know anybody else in rap, they know Eminem. And for that reason, Eminem needed to say what he said. But it was fucking trash, man. Come on, let's just be for real. Like, come on, man. It's okay. I appreciate the message. The message was cool. You can do, you know, anything you want. You can rap any way you want. But I also have the right to say, I don't like this. I like what you're saying, but I don't like the way you're saying it. And it sparked off a very, very, very multi-layered discussion about whiteness and rap about white people and how they view hip-hop about black people and how they view hip-hop and it was interesting because Eminem is such a interesting character in hip-hop right he's a white guy who is very very who is good at what he does he's skilled and he's revered by a good number of hip-hop legends because of his skill set but because he is white his skin color puts him in the position of i don't know what's the word i'm looking for like superiority over everyone else because of his whiteness okay i'll put it to you like this good number of white fans who fuck with eminem but don't fuck with hip-hop who will listen to Eminem and call him the greatest rapper alive, but they hate rap music. Eminem is in a very, very weird space because he understands who he is as a hip hop artist. And he, and I think, I believe anyway, that he understands the type of fans that he brings because if you listen to his freestyle, like what he was asked, the words he was saying, he was acknowledging that there's a good number of his fans who are Trump supporters because that's true as shit. A lot of Eminem fans have voted for Trump because that's their way of being quote unquote cool. They can listen to hip hop. They can get piece of the culture without feeling like they're too close to the culture without feeling like, oh no, that's that, that's that, that's that black shit. That's that nigga shit. I don't want that. Keep that over there. It gives them an excuse to be like, no, no, no. I don't fuck with all that killer nigger shit, but Eminem, this is my guy. And it puts Eminem in a weird position because there are black people who feel like, nah, he's only gassed because he's white. Like if he was black, he wouldn't be that nice. So it creates these weird conversations about who Eminem is in the culture of hip hop. Now, personally, I fuck with Eminem, right? I think Eminem is technically one of the greatest MCs I've ever seen, just on a technical level. Musically, he's okay. He has a couple albums that I fuck with, but I've never looked at Eminem as someone as, you know, well, he's white, so that's why he is who he is. I understand that his whiteness has helped him attain the level of success that he has because white people buy hip hop. So if they got someone who looks like them, of course they're gonna um, 
champion him and sell out all his shows and buy all his records. He talks to them. He's saying things that they can relate to. That's a no-brainer. It's not anything like, it's not like the nigga is whack and he's just getting by. Like, he's not on some vanilla ice shit. He's not on some fucking uh, bubble spark shit or something like that or some Everlast shit. Like, it's not nothing like that. Like, he can really fucking rap. And that's what kind of creates this paradox of like when it comes to the black community because it's like, yeah, well, he's just white. I'm like, yo, bro, he can rap though. Like, what are you gonna say? He makes songs. Eminem created a whole fucking word in hip hop. The word stand didn't exist in hip hop before Eminem made a song about it. You can't deny his contribution to the culture. You can't. But then at the same time, there are people who's gonna gas Eminem for whatever he does. Whatever he does. No, this is the greatest thing in the world. Oh my God. This He's the greatest rapper in the world everything he does i don't care hip-hop is it and you saw it with the media coverage from the freestyle is eminem the new president watch this freestyle as eminem ev- evascerates president trump holy shit you need to watch this eminem freestyle as he rips donald trump come on bro it's not that serious bro it was a i freestyle you know yeah but you know because he's eminem because he's Eminem, he's gonna get that media. He's gonna get that coverage. And I think, and I don't understand is he's been he gets this type of coverage whenever he does anything. So why are we so surprised now that he's getting this type of coverage from the media when this is a common occurrence whenever he drops something? And white Eminem fans make me not like Eminem because there's no reason for y'all to be on balls like that. Like y'all just on on whatever he. Oh my God, what? Did you hear what he said? You don't understand the cadence and how the thing and the rhyme schemes and the parallels and the metaphor. Yo, shut the fuck up, son. Shut up, son. Nobody cares. The freestyle was whack. Just it is what it is. He's but- like cornball, so you. <laughs> <laughs> like for real, bro. Like come on, man. Come on, bro. Come on. Like yeah, you gotta fucking relax, son. Relax. It's not that serious. And you know, so that is frustrating as people, you know. As, as someone like myself who loves hip-hop, who loves the culture, to see people um, gas like that off of a mediocre freestyle. I understand it, though, because he's Eminem. He's going to get that type of response. But then, you know, you have, you know, black people who are super militant, and, you know, and then, like, I had a homie of mine hit me with the uh, the, the soul brother Black Panther voice like nah nah man you don't see the scheme he got an album coming out and if you wasn't paying attention to his before you're paying attention to him now because he's talking about Trump and now he's using that to drop his album and you're not understanding that they gonna use you and using you as sheep you gotta wake up you're being weak you're being yo shut up bro you too shut up it's not that serious yo like it's, it's, it's not it's not all like this is some all my super militant black people i love y'all but y'all gotta cool the fuck out beloved y'all have to everything isn't a an attack from the white man to dismantle the black community you gotta relax bro you gotta relax but then niggas hit me well you ain't you ain't you wasn't talking about the mice on uh freestyle and he been talking that black power shit and you and we gotta lift him up and we still need to support people like that because we so worried about eminem and the white man and the white man and the white man Bro, what? Who is not supporting my son? What are you talking about? My son been spitting that shit since he came home. He was at the Million Man March, not last year, the year before, with a poem, and he bodied it. Nobody is downplaying what my son does and his 
contribution to the culture. You gotta relax. Because if we gonna keep it all the way 100, my song, for as great as he is, and as important as his message is, he doesn't have the reach of an Eminem. That shit is a no contest. I'm sorry. It's not gonna happen. Yeah, what he's doing is great. He's saying things that our community needs to hear. He's saying things that black men need to hear. That is, I, I applaud it. My song has all of my support. Some white kid in, in Missouri is not going to want to hear what the fuck uh, my song is talking about. You got to, it's levels to this shit, beloved. That's all. It's levels to this shit. And we get so caught up in, we get so caught up in picking sides. Like, I don't know, this became such a thing in culture for like the, for some time now where when something happens, you immediately have to pick a side. Right. So like even with this BET free with this BET cipher, it's like if you like the Eminem, if you're a black, if I'm a me as a black man, if I like this Eminem freestyle right now, I'm a coon and I don't and I don't want to sell and I don't want to support the black man because I'm supporting Eminem. And if I don't and if I say, yo, this Eminem freestyle is whack. I'm still a coon or I'm a nigger from the white people because they saying you don't get it. You can't fucking win with these people. Why can't I like both? I pay my taxes. I can't like both. What the fuck is the problem? I get up. I go to work. I do what I need to do. I have a right to like both. You're not going to tell me that I got to pick a fucking side. Fuck you, man. I like what I like, and that's what the fuck is going to be. But you got you to... Gotta, we have to realize that a lot of shit isn't that serious, especially with a BET cypher. It's not that serious. And then YG was... <laughs> YG got on Twitter... Muslim, or where was all the support when we put out a song a year ago? Again, we like your song, YG. Fuck Donald Trump was a dope song, bro. I like it. I still listen to it from time to time. That doesn't mean your shit don't exist. You gotta relax. Relax. Nah, yo, cause he was on Twitter like, yo, nah, cause y'all acting like this because he is who he is when we were saying this fuck Donald Trump shit first. Okay, so what, you wanna pat on the back now? Like who like what are we doing? What are we doing? Are we trying to are we trying to engage in a collective and have a collective movement of fuck the president and we're gonna oppose the president at every turn? Or we wanna have a superiority, a moral superiority contest where you said it first so you're better than everybody else? Do we want change and unity or you wanna be right? What are we looking for? That's where that's where things get a little murky yet because everyone has these own narratives and own these own everyone has these biases where it's not it's not actually wanting to get anything done. It's that, well, teacher, I raised my hand first, I got the answer right first. That's where we are. We're in this weird contest of, well, I said first, well, I'm on the right side of this issue. I'm saying the right thing. I'm better than everybody else because my morals are stronger and they're more, excuse me, because they're more, um, they're stronger than everybody else. My morals are correct. Like, is that what we come to? Like, at, like as a culture, with everything going on in this world, as much help as this country needs in a time where everything well, we need to really be helping each other. We're fighting for who's right. Not what's right, but who's right. Instead of saying, okay, well, let's just put the bullshit aside and fight for the common decency of what's right. Because in all honesty, I don't really care about who said what in the freestyle. Who said the freestyle first? Who did whatever? The message is what's important. 
I appreciate Eminem's message. I appreciate my son's message. I appreciate YG and Nipsey Hussle's message. I appreciate anybody who's putting out a message trying to tell the people that what's going on right now in this country isn't right. And we have a president who's not doing anything, who doesn't care about this country, and we need to come together. Because somehow that's getting lost in this contest of of moral superiority. And the further we go down this road, the harder for us is going to be the harder for us is going is going to come back to try to get this thing together. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. You fight. You spending all this time writing think pieces about why Eminem isn't a white savior and why my son isn't getting the respect he deserves. So fucking what? So fucking what? The message is what's important. If we can get the support from him and my son, why can't we have both? Why, why are we picking and choosing who's the messenger if they're both essentially saying the same thing? What the fuck is the problem? I'm going out. Hmm. Hmm? Why can't it be my son and Why can't it be? My son I don't know why it can't be that. I don't know. Because they're both, I mean, at the end of the day, the, both, the core message is enlightenment, if I'm not mistaken. That's the core message of all of this. Who gives a fuck about who said it first or who did this or who's doing what? If you like M, I like my song. My man over here likes YG. We all like the same shit, essentially. Different voices, different cadences, different nuances. But we all fighting for the same shit. And that's like, we can kind of apply that to everything. Because unless I'm wrong, that's what we're all fighting for. We're fighting for the betterment of ourselves, for our country, for our community. That's, that's, that's what I thought the last time I checked. But this it's this weird fucking fight every time something happens. Like, y'all not going to force me to pick a side, bro. Y'all not. It's not going to happen. I'm going to like what I like, and that's going to be that. There's no, like, you, y'all got to relax with the think pieces. We don't need a fucking think piece every single time something happens. And you know what's, you know what's funny? You know what pisses me off? It, like, legit makes me mad. Whenever some bullshit happens, right, There's a um, there was a video that came out. This uh, black professor named Jason Nicholas. He's a professor at UMD. Um, he was on Fox News maybe a couple days ago. He got a nine-minute message from a white woman. Two, minute, two, two voicemails. Two four-minute voicemails saying how niggas aren't shit and niggas are lazy and, and, and you fucking niggas want everything. And you niggas are just like going off, going off. Like he posted it on, I don't know whether it was Instagram, but it got to Twitter and Facebook. And she was just going off. Like she was so, she went so hard that in the first message, she got cut off. She called right back and started the message said, well, you know, I just want to finish my thought. And then went on for another four minutes. You niggas are fucking lazy. I can't believe you niggas. If I could just kill all of you niggas and send you niggas back to Africa. 2017, bro. Going off, right? So I'm sitting here. I'm looking at, I'm looking at, I'm watching the video. I'm just like, you know, just shaking my head at it because that level of hatred and bigotry, you just can't do anything for. You got to let them people go because they're not going to change. So I'm watching it. After I finished watching it, I just happened to scroll down. The very first reply I see, yo, what's her at? Her at, beloved? What's her at? This woman left two voicemails calling this man a nigger for nine minutes. And the first thing you want to know is what's her Twitter handle. Are you serious? Are you serious? You're going to slide in her DMs and do what? (laughs) (laughs) Yo, get the fuck out of here, bro. Come on, man. What are you doing, bro? What the fuck are you doing? We got, listen, this is a PSA. 
okay? Word to Jay-Z. This is a fucking PSA. I don't give a fuck about dragging. I don't give a fuck about canceling people on the internet. If we not going to do something for real about the racist people or the or, or, or the, the injustices that's happening in the world, keep your fucking mouth shut. What are you getting her at is going to do? And that goes into that goes back into what I said about the moral superiority because people feel like, well, if I at her and I curse her out, then I did my deed for the day or I handle my activism for the day. That's not activism, beloved. That's sitting on your hands. That's laziness. You're not doing anything. You arguing with her on the internet is not going to do anything because as soon as she as soon as she blocks you or she's tired of arguing with you, she's going to put her phone down and she's going to call the next black person she sees a nigger. So what did you accomplish by asking for her at? Seriously, I just want y'all to think a little more, man. I want y'all to think a little more because there's no reason for us to, to be so focused on what we could do on social media. Now granted, social media is an extremely powerful tool. It gets things done. Social media moves the culture. But at the same time, when we're dealing with very, very real things, you adding somebody isn't gonna do shit. It's not. I'm sorry. It may seem cool. You can get kudo points and retweets and likes and get shared and go viral from cursing somebody out. But what, what, they're going to wake up the next day and be exactly who they are. You dragging them, you and your 40,000 other people dragging them isn't going to change anything. You're actually going to make them a better racist because next time they're just not going to have a picture and you're going to be an egg and they're going to be calling everybody a nigger with total nominality. So what did you accomplish? So the next time you you see something racist online and you think well what's her at before you type that i want you to pause i want you to look up into the sky and i want you to think to yourself what will my mother think of me right now is this the person my mother will want me to be do it for your family stop adding people on twitter be do something in your community if you want to if you want real change please you know i'm trying to do something i'm here talking to y'all that's what i'm doing i don't want to add races on twitter because for some reason, races don't come to Jersey. But Jersey's funny, though. Races, races are very low-key in Jersey. You know, I, I'm not, like, I haven't really encountered too many races in Jersey. Not North Jersey. You go down to, like, Central Jersey, South Jersey, you, you got a pretty high chance of being called a nigger. Hello. Yeah. So, <laughs> like, Tom, shout out to Tom's River and all that type of shit. Because that shit is based. Listen, anything past, like... Anything past like Plainfield is basically Kentucky to me. <laughs> like, like, I'm sorry. Anything past that, anything past Union County is an entirely different planet until you hit like AC. Asbury Park, maybe. But anything between there, this, this, that shit is the Midwest. That shit is the Midwest. So, shout out to the racists. I don't know what's wrong with y'all. Because, um, Y'all gonna get snuff coming to the right person with that shit. And I don't know why y'all act like that shit's not gonna happen. Cause they know who to do that shit to. They go to a specific type of person who's not gonna defend themselves when it comes to a physical altercation. Because when you because when these races realize, oh shit, they might fuck me up, now you're running. There's no man, I'm calling the police. Alright, so why you start all this shit then if you just gonna call the cops? Because you knew doing this was going to make me want to fuck you up. But now that you realize that the possibility of being fucked up is, is high, now you want to call the police. You got to get it together, man. Keep that same energy, yo. You hear it? Keep that same energy. You want to be racist and be 
superior to everybody else and everyone else is dumb and we can't do shit. Say that to every person, everybody you meet. You bad. Word to Michael Jackson. Keep that same energy, man. That you don't. Um, you know what I found out? Flint's ain't still like on water. Still. Um, Harvey's still, uh, Harvey's getting better. Well, Houston's getting better. Theme is still a piece of shit. Red Cross is still a piece of shit. Trump was, uh, shooting, shooting, uh, Jays like, uh, fucking Stephen Curry handing out paper towels in Puerto Rico. So, you know, everything is, uh, Everything is uh, regular, I guess. <laughs> Everything is fucking regular, I guess. And it's um, but you know the support for Puerto Rico has been dope. Um, I know they're trying to still get supplies and stuff down there. The uh, mayor of San Juan is doing everything she can to make sure her people are uh, getting out of there safely. You know, she caught a lot of flack. It's funny, like we're back to this superiority thing so there were conservatives who tried to give her flack because she said that you know this is our Katrina you know this is the worst thing that's happened in Puerto Rico and you know Trump being Trump said oh well you know you can't count the amount of deaths because it's only been maybe a couple of couple of people have died compared to the thousands of people that died in Katrina Hold on. Are we comparing tragedies now? Is this what we doing? Like we're we're looking at like like we're treating tragedies like baseball cards. Like okay, well if you ain't got that many deaths in Puerto Rico, cause you know in Katrina, you know they had mad shit happen. So is this where we at? Pokemon. Pokemon. Treating this shit like Pokemon. What the fuck, man? They got the same names. So you know it's not a it's not a higher level of tragedy, but it's you know it's close. What the fuck are we doing? And real and looking and looking at Puerto Rico. First of all, that gonna make me get in my bag. First of all, Puerto Rico, if you don't know, is an island, right? That was completely destroyed by the hurricane. The mayor of San Juan has informed people that the hospital that treats people with on, that are on dialysis that have serious medical conditions they have no power and because they and because the entire island was destroyed it's not like in Houston to where they could transport someone from Houston to Cleveland because they have more hospitals nah beloved the island is destroyed where are they going to put these people you can't get them there where they um you can't get there or you having a difficult time getting there with a plane boats is a problem so if they're not getting the help that they need of course people are gonna die but you know he's golfing Four. right now well earlier he's golfing right trying to trying to put on a uh twang in his voice trying to roll his r's and fucking it all up but you know that's your, then he said <laughs> he met with the president of the virgin islands okay History quiz, real fast. Who was the president of the Virgin Islands? Does anybody know? You could put Jeopardy music right here. Cause, you know, because if you don't know, the answer to who is the president of the Virgin Islands is the president of the United States. You dumb bastard. You fucking moron. 
if you would stayed awake in U.S. history, you would realize that the president of the Virgin Islands is the president of the United fucking States. So what the fuck are you talking about? Please explain to me, who did you meet? If you met the president of the Virgin Islands, my guy, please tell me, inform me. Let me know what did you do that we don't know. Because obviously you must have changed the rules some, somehow between now and last week. That you just, um, you're meeting people. <laughs> what the fuck? That you're meeting people that you actually are. I don't know, is that like Inception or some shit? It's like Inception, right? Inception, that shit when you, um... Right, so to, is Trump being incepted? Is that a thing? That'll be some wild shit if Trump is being, uh, is under like some type of inception or maybe he's like a, a, a drone or something. I don't know. Maybe Trump isn't real. Maybe Trump is a robot because every time I see his wife, she always going on dark shades and she not saying shit. Maybe she's, a, maybe she's, maybe she's Trump. That's a wild concept. <laughs> so, fucking plot twist. <laughs> what if Melania is actually Trump? And Trump is a robot, and we just got everything fucked up. The real Trump got a sex change. The real Trump got a sex change, and she and she doesn't want anybody to know that she's Trump, so she's playing the background. Wow, that's a plot twist like a motherfucker, yo. Plot twist like a motherfucker. God damn. Now I'm gonna see. Now I'm <laughs> now I'm gonna study Trump to kind of watch his mannerism to see if he's really a puppet or not. I gotta see now because now you put that thought in my brain and I can't let it go now. Trump might be a president. Might, he might be a puppet. Fucking crazy. That's oh man, that's wild. But in more fucked up news, uh, white people with dreads. I saw a lot of y'all on the, in the airport. I have a couple questions. Couple questions. White people with dreadlocks. First and foremost, why? Secondly, what's your problem? Like I need to. Un- I don't understand. Tell, talk to me. Email me. It's in the description. I need to understand what's your problem. I, there was a white woman coming back. She had dreads. And I didn't notice her, but she was just like, hey, nice hair. And I'm looking at her like, bitch, why the fuck? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, 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 come on. Like, why, are you tough? why do you have dreads? Listen, I understand this is America. Everyone has the right to do whatever they want to do. But me as a taxpaying citizen, also has the right to tell you, you look fucking dumb. You look stupid. If that's how you want to express yourself, beloved, I'm all for it. Do your thing. Your texture not right. The texture's not right. Your shit not 4C. You ain't got the right, the, the right fucking moisturizing in your shit. It just looks dirty. It looks like dog tails in your hair. What is your problem? I done put years into this shit. It's not a game, bro. Cut your shit. Y'all have, y'all have straight hair already. Do your thing. Get the little fucking cut. I don't know how. I don't know how they get the hair cut. Just do that. You don't have to do this, cause you look dirty. That's all I have to say about that. I'm just, just that white woman who said something to me about my hair. Leave me alone, yo. Don't tell nobody you saw me. You're not down because you saw me. And because I was polite to you, don't mean shit. I'm polite to everybody. I still fuck you though. Anyway, so I got a question uh, from my boy. Like my, my boy Batman, right? Shout out to Batman. I hope you're listening. Boy Batman, me and him always had these super deep uh, hip-hop conversations. And in light of the Eminem cypher, you know, he asked me, he was like, you know, who do you think the most important musician was or is, you know, in terms of influence and, you know, relevancy? And I'm like, you know, that's a very loaded question because 
coming from that that really is not going to be a I can't really answer that with an overall answer because everyone is different right so like on some pure hip-hop shit right now Kendrick is probably the most influential person in hip-hop right now just based off what he contributes to the culture what he his message the 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 way he pushes the way he pushes music as far as like sounds and shit and just the musicality of it like Kendrick is like pushing the envelope but as far as like star power Drake is the fucking man Drake is the clubs rocking the women love Drake you can't say shit to Drake and then with all of that Freddie Gibbs is my favorite rapper you know what I'm saying so with that so that question is kind of it's it's purely individualistic where it's like it's it needs to be it's, it's really about who you really gravitate to. Like Biggie raised me. I hope y'all listen to Ten Crack Commandments like I asked y'all to. Like Biggie raised me, Jay raised me, The Locks raised me, Beans raised me. But then it's also like Stevie Wonder raised me. Luther Vandross raised me. Earth on the Fire raised me. So it's really like a it really depends on you and your experiences. You know what I'm saying? Like if y'all don't know. My man Frank is super duper classical with this shit, right? So like his influences might be totally different from mine. And what's important to him may not be necessarily important to me, but that doesn't make it less important. But it's always good to have those type of conversations though, because it's always interesting to to find out who likes what and who and what artist has influenced a person to kind of think the way they do or move the way they do. It's always cool to hear that type of shit. But thank you, Batman. Shout out to you, beloved. You know, we gotta we gotta keep uh, these conversations about music alive because <sighs> it's 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 important. It's important. We don't have to we don't have to uh, pick a side. Well, it depends. It depends. Because if you come to me with some whack ass music opinion, I'm gonna flame you. Sorry, not sorry. But if you come to me with some bullshit, you know, all you little punk listening ass, Xanax popping, um. Little Uzi Vert. Well, I mean, I say Uzi Vert. He got, he got some shit I like. But any nigga in that lane, all you colorful dread niggas, I'm not. Mm, I'm a sound. Now my age is showing. I just, I'm good, bro. I'm good. I like music. I could appreciate everything, but just keep that shit over there. I would be getting on my little cousin because he, you know, he younger and he kind of into that type of shit. But I'm not having that, man. I don't want to hear that type of shit. I don't care. What benefit am I going to get out of listening to you pop 12 Zans? You're just going to be passed out in six minutes. Well, how's that helping me? How I'm supposed to turn up and you're going to be passed out because you took too many Zans and, took, and, and popped too many perks and smoked too many blunts. And on top of that, you want to fuck my bitch. How am I supposed to support, support you? You're not doing anything for me. I'm offended. You're telling me to use all these drugs. And on top of that, I'm broke and you're going to fuck my girl? Hell no. Get out of my face. I won't fight now. You're just going to offend me in all this way. In all these different ways And expect me to support you Fuck out of here man You're not gonna scam me I know bullshit when I say it Fuck you talking about But it, with the uh, The music selection I've, I don't know if you heard um, R&B is so dope Brett Fires He dropped the album A couple days ago Called Saunderson It's Brett F-A-I-Y-A-Z Fires I'm probably pronouncing it wrong That shit is dope uh, Division dropped some, you know, Division is from um, OVO, they dropped some. 
R and B is R and back in a dope place, man. R and B is good. R and B helps the uh helps the mood. You gotta play R and B with your lady because she don't want to hear a boogie all the time. She don't want to hear you listen to fucking uh Twenty One Savage all the time. You gotta switch the mood up, man. This is this this is directly for my young niggas who are listening, who don't really understand the the beauty of putting you know your significant other. On to other shit besides the bullshit that you listen to. Now, I'm not saying it's bullshit because I don't like it, but it's bullshit because she don't really want to listen to all that shit. <laughs> Unless she's a thug too, then that's something different. But you know, you got to throw on something different for it, man. RB's out here flourishing. It's a bunch of groovy shit going on. You got to get into it, man. What are you doing? You know what I mean? It's bad enough you walking around here, out here with your asshole out. That's the. Yo. <laughs> yo, listen, I had a dude try to uh, say something. So the dude I know I ain't gonna put you out there Beloved But the dude I know He ran up on me A couple days ago Yo Jay what's up bro What's good with you man What you doing Cooling bro You know out here working Doing what I gotta do Alright man You know well, Just hit me up We gonna kick it da, 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 da. Alright cool whatever We got it We got it Turn around This nigga's entire ass is out Whole ass He's wearing pants But his entire ass is out And his shirt is up why are you subjugating me to this, beloved? I don't want to see this. Like, what, what is the entire... I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. Y'all got to... Listen, I don't... I'm not that much older, but I need to understand the process behind some some shit, man. You walk up to me. I'm a grown-ass man. I pay bills. How dare you walk up to me with your ass out? What's your problem? I got to work in the morning. I don't need that type of shit. I don't need to see you walking around in the streets with your ass out and you got your shirt up like you out here advertising. What the fuck, man? What the fuck, man? Get your shit together. You know who you are, too. I hope you're listening. That shit made me mad. I had to look at your whole entire ass. I don't need to see that shit, man. The fuck is your problem? Out here stressing me out and like I don't got shit to do. Like I don't got shit to do. Fucking ridiculous. Hey, bro, did you hear about this Harvey Weinstein shit? So, Harvey Weinstein is a Hollywood executive, right? He, um, you know, Hollywood bigwig. He he done a bunch of movies and stuff like that. So it's come to light that he's been asked, he's been out here sexually molesting women for the better part of twenty years, right? Yeah, all of that, like trump pussy grabbing type shit like he's been out here sexually molesting people and you know they call him on earth on audio basically you know trying to coerce a woman into coming into his room now he didn't outright say like you know i want some pussy or something like that but he was just like <laughs> right that'd have been easy as fuck though but he, he was just basically like he was basically like, yo, just come into my room. Five minutes. I just need you to come to my room. And Shorty was like visibly, you know, it's audio, but you it's like she was noticeably uncomfortable. She was just like, no, I don't want to do this because of what happened last time. And he was just like, no, like, if like, don't make this a big deal. It's only five minutes. Don't ruin your career over five minutes. Just come in here. I'm it's gonna it's good, it's not, it's not gonna take long. Just come in here and relax. And she just like, no, no, no. No, and he's like going, going, going hard. It's ridiculously persistent, like creepy persist- persistent, right? And you know, so a bunch of bunch of actresses came out and said, you know, Harvey Weinstein is, you know, he did this and he did that, and you know, a bunch of people came out. So it's been this awakening of um, 
actresses and actors coming forward talking about the Hollywood executives who try to co coerce them into some type of sexual activity in exchange for roles or parts or things like that. Even fucking Terry Crews came out and said, you know, I was molested or I was groped by a Hollywood executive, but I couldn't do anything. Terry Crews is 6'2", pushing 260, big as fuck. So you telling me this little Hollywood executive groped you now he said it, he was at a dinner party and his he groped the, the the executive groped him in front of his wife and he didn't want to do anything because of how it would look in the headlines like big black man beats up Hollywood executive I understand that that would look crazy but the the the, the where we at now with every with especially with Hollywood becoming so um aware of the, the type of molestation and, and creepiness that's been going on for years but now everyone is kind of talking about it made me think of just as men we gotta stop being so fucking creepy sometimes seriously because even if, like if you listen to the harvey weinstein tape right where he's trying to talk to shorty and persuade her like it made me feel weird because it was like yo i've never been that creepy but i've been in the ballpark or i've been around niggas who've been borderline creepy to where it's like nah come on shorty like come on like we about to go you know what i'm saying just i mean it ain't gonna be i mean just come fuck with me a little bit da, 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 da. like bro like if she's saying no and you're still going like that's that's like harassment and it's like it made me kind of feel weird because it's like well that's that's are we just out here sexually <laughs> harassing women all day is that where we at? You get word. You get right, right. Like, come on, bro. Like, it's like. Now, listen, listen. A message to my fellas, right? If you're listening, you don't have to be so fucking creepy. You know what I'm saying? There's a plethora of women out here, beloved. If she tells you no, keep it moving. Yeah, yeah. But don't tell her that though, because then that's creepy. <laughs> don't share that information. You know what I'm saying? Like, listen, if you walk up to a woman, her ass is fat. You don't have to tell her her ass is fat, or if her, if her titties is big. Yo, your titties is mad big. I'm gonna put my face into them. All right, bro, what are you doing? Now you now you're being creepy. Now you want some Harvey Weinstein shit, and you're taking it somewhere where it doesn't need to be. Stop being so fucking creepy. And then when these women don't want to fuck with you, now you upset. Oh, these bitches ain't shit. Is that it? Cause you you fucking follow her for six blocks, talking about how how fat her ass is to her house. She had to call the cops on you because you wanted her number <laughs> with the kid. She had to call the cops on you because you wanted her number. She ain't want to give it to you. Now you banging on her door like a psycho because her ass is fat. What's your problem? We gotta get better, man. We gotta get better. And it's and you know that whole Hollywood shit is something different because that's just that's just been going on for um years an old interview popped up with courtney love i saw it today actually with courtney love and they asked her about um the the uh, allegations of sexual abuse in hollywood and she said she was like you know if harvey weinstein invites you to parties don't go and then she walked off and that was 20 years ago so like this is like a thing this is like, so it's like common knowledge what they call it like a, it's like an open like an open secret but if you relate that to how it's in like everyday life, you know, you see dudes all day, you know, and I hear, you know, I have a, a lot of women friends. I have a lot of women in my family who are constantly harassed by men to the point where it's just like, you know, I got to keep a weapon on them because they're they are nervous about walking past groups of men 
because they don't want to get harassed or they don't want anyone to say anything to them, which is completely understandable. But what I'm saying is, men, cool the fuck out. You don't have to like you don't have to be as persistent as you feel like you need to be, because if she likes you, she's going to fucking like you. And that's going to be that. You know what I mean, sometimes it's a swing and a miss. But guess what? You can keep swinging. You don't have to, you don't have to swing, miss, and then chase her down with the bat until she submits to you. It doesn't work like that. Right. Live to swing another day. Eventually, you hit a home run and you'll deal with someone who will really fucking like you. That's the problem. We out here chasing women who don't like us, but we like them. It don't work like that. Fucking weirdos, man. You gotta grow up, yo. You gotta grow up. That's just that's you know that's just a that's a deep topic. I don't want to get too deep into that now. I feel like we gotta. That might not have to be a whole nother episode. I might have to need to bring somebody in for that just to talk about you know that type of the harassment in our community. Just you know from young men to as an adult because you know a lot of behavior that I thought was just regular as a kid that should have get me arrested now because of just how different times are like. I remember I know of times where, where dudes was getting dudes was getting women just straight like drugging them to have sex with them like like and it was just regular like on some Cosby shit and it just like you know looking back at that I was like yeah that's that is like that's that's something that we got to talk about I don't want to get too deep into that now though that's that's way too heavy no yeah it's dark it's dark dark territory it's, it's heavy territory and you know I need I might have to bring my homegirl in here to talk about this because I because that really needs a woman's perspective because that type of shit you know as a man i can only talk about what we can do to prevent that but you know we need to hear it from a, from a woman's perspective because you know they're the ones dealing with it they're the ones walking around with the levels of anxiety feeling like you know every man is going to attack them and they don't they shouldn't have to feel that way yo I don't want, I don't, you know, I got daughters. I don't want them feeling that way. You know, that's just, that's just heavy. I'm sorry, I'm sorry to bring that up, dog. I just, it was just on my spirit, so I had to say something. But that's heavy as fuck, though, man. That's heavy as fuck. But on a lighter note, uh, shout out to, shout out to Bishop T.D. Jakes. I, um, shout out to, matter of fact, shout out to, to my bro, Zoe. He sent me the, uh, Bishop T.D. Jakes book called Soar. Which is just about, um, you know, staying motivated, following your dreams and putting the work towards, you know, pursuing what makes you happy. You know, you know, if you don't know who Bishop T.D. Jakes is, he's a he's a prominent spiritual leader. Um, He worked with Oprah. He worked with President Obama. Like he's been out here and, you know, he he was on a breakfast club, you know, um, really good interview. Hope um, y'all need to check that out. And he was just basically talking about how, you know, we get into this thing where we keep praying and praying and praying without actually putting the work in. And what he's trying to share with the world is how to put that work in, how to implement those ethics into getting to working towards your dreams and I thought it was really really dope for a spiritual leader to say that because a lot of times you know we don't get that from our pastors or for our for our spiritual leaders like I grew up in you know I grew up Lutheran right like my grand like my grandmother kept us in the church 
And when um, I was sitting listening to the pastor, I would never get anything from them like that. That made, it was ne- it was never practical in preach. It was just more like, well, you just need to pray. You need to follow the book. You need to follow the commandments, and God will bless you. And that was just a common thing with a lot of spiritual leaders that I met growing up to where it was just now just pray follow the book pray follow the book and then with you know recently I've been seeing a couple you know a couple of pastors one I know personally along with T.D. Jakes that have been you know kind of giving people the real of like no 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 you can pray praying is important but putting the work in is actually more important than praying and I think that's kind of like I think that's the, that's what we need to hear in times like this. There's um there's a, it's a common occurrence of whenever whenever something bad happens, the first thing we do is pray for whatever, whatever. Pray for Harvey. Pray for Houston. Pray for Puerto Rico. Pray for Flint. Pray for Las Vegas. Like we're constantly praying. And, Right, like, but you, but that's what I'm saying. Like, we're constantly praying, but we're not doing anything after that. There's no action behind the prayer, and that's what TD Jakes was, what Bishop TD Jakes was talking about. It's just having the, the, the wherewithal to 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 to, to understand. Okay, well, I'm going to pray. I'm going to ask God to give me the strength, but then I'm going to apply that in my everyday life. And that's kind of my whole wave because it's cool to have that spiritual connection, but that shit is all null and void if you're not gonna do anything with it. You know, my grandmother taught me. My grandmother taught me how to pray, and she taught me that you know you gotta pray and you, and you gotta you know give your problems to God. But at the same time, I'm pretty sure God wants me to handle my problems. I don't think he wants me or she or it, however you want to identify it. I don't think God wants me waiting around for them to be like, all right, well, God said they going to fix it. So I'm just might as well just waiting to get my shit together. I see a lot of people do that. Like you sitting around waiting for your blessings instead of making your blessings, making your opportunities. And I think where we are right now, this is a perfect time for anybody to go out and chase whatever they need to do. We have everything we need. The way technology is right now, you don't have to do anything by the conventional means unless you want to. You don't have to really go to school if you don't want to. But if you if that's what you want to do, then you can do that. But anything that you really want to do, whether it's entrepreneurial or whether you want just a good job, you can do that on your own, but you got to put the fucking work in. You have to decide whether or not... Um, you're going to get things done because at a certain point you can't blame God for not blessing you when you're not doing anything to be blessed. I don't know who your God is, but my God tells me that if I'm doing everything that I need to do, he going to look me out. She going to look me out. And I believe that wholeheartedly and just on a more and even taking the spirituality out of it. You want more, but you're not doing more. And, you know, we don't you don't have to be a rapper, a singer. You don't have to play sports, whatever you want to do. 
If you want to be employee of the month, beloved, all you got to do is fucking put the work in. But it all starts with you. It all starts with, with believing that you can do it. And, and there's not enough of that, you know, energy going around to where we can encourage each other. Because he talked about that, too. Just uh, Bishop T.D. Jakes talked about that, too, about just encouraging each other. Finding someone in your community, finding people in your community who wants who want to support you in your endeavors and support you in your dreams and removing your ego enough to support people in their dreams without any jealousy under it, which is rare, but it's a very, very needed message. So shout out to Bishop T.D. Jakes, man. You know, he's, he's he wants to help the community. I support anybody who wants to help the community. I'm trying to help the community. Frank's trying to help the community. We all trying to help the community, man. We just want things better. That's about it. Why the fuck not? No. Why the fuck not? But you know, uh, thank you for listening. As always, uh, again, any questions, inquiries, gifts, cash app, for the stress pod at gmail.com that's the email address send whatever you want to send right there I'll respond to it as soon as I can uh did I do the music shit I think I did the music shit I don't know if I did the music shit I feel like I did oh I did okay cool cool I did the music shit uh I don't um I did go over music oh uh, I think the only thing Oh, the the one thing I did want to say, my bo- my 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 god brother, if you listening, shout out to you. He sent me one of his homies that he that some was on. He sent me one of his homies that does music. This dude named is Soulful. He has a project on iTunes called Ninety Two Classic, the EP. Very very good music. The dude name is Soulful. S O U L F. U-L-L Soulful Super super dope Um I like it a lot Uh Also You know I'm dropping my R&B EP Next one uh, Pregnancy, Pregnancy Scare Music Volume 1 Okay It's coming next one uh, You know It's gonna be Entirely produced by Frank <laughs> Frank is producing my whole shit It's gonna be six songs Coming next winter, you know, I might just remix your favorite R&B shit. I don't know what I'm going to do, man. Just mind your business. Wait for it to drop. But it's coming, though. All right? Pregnancy Scare Music Volume 1. That's my EP. Dropping next winter. If I forget to drop it, somebody remind me. All right? But, you know, thank you for listening. For the Stress Podcast, my name is 4KJ. Um, Yeah. Also, while the music is playing, Waffle Fries from Chick-fil-A for the stress. But... Asterisks on that Make sure it's from down south I'm sorry Don't get the waffle files From up here man Shit's just terrible And fuck Wawa We out